You're listening to Good Stories. Hello, my name's Mandy. Would you like to hear a story? Let's begin. The Adventures of Little Ragged Blossom and more about Snugglepot and Cuddlepie. Part 4 When they went into school again, Snugglepot had a bright idea. Please, teacher, he said, putting up his hand. Do you know about little Obelia? The teacher, who was very kind, though somewhat mournful, looked at Snugglepot sadly. Oh, she said. Poor little nut, your education has been neglected. Every child here knows the story of little Obelia. Goggle eye, she said, addressing one of the big girls. Stand up and tell those poor children the story of Obelia. Yes, miss, said Goggle-Eye, and this is the story she told. Once there was a beautiful woman sailing in a great enormous ship on the top of the sea, and she was the slave of a great and wicked king. She was so unhappy that she threw herself into the waves, and as she sank, her soul went out and became a beautiful pearl which lay amongst the weeds at the bottom of the sea for a thousand years. It is written in the great scales of the fish folk book that when live land folk come near it, the pearl will open like a white flower and within it will be found a tiny little baby whose name shall be Obelia. No harm shall come to those who love Obelia and she shall grow up to be the princess of the fish folk. Thank you, Goggle Eye. You may sit down, said the teacher. Oh, I wish I could find that, said Ragged Blossom. But has anyone seen it? asked Snugglepot. Of course not, answered the teacher. Attention, please. We'll take the next lesson. When school was over, Frilly was waiting outside to take Snugglepot and Ragged Blossom home. And on the way, he told them of the plans he had made. Now, he said, stay close to Anne all the evening till it's bedtime. Then when everyone is asleep, creep out of the back door and come to the garden gate. I shall be there. Very well, Frilly, they both said. We'll do everything you say. Oh, isn't it exciting? And they ran away to find Anne. That night, when all was still, Snugglepot and Ragged Blossom stole softly down from their shells and out of the house. Ah! What is that dark thing over there? whispered Ragged Blossom, shrinking back. Something was moving amongst the anemones as they crouched down in the shadow and watched. It's John Dory, whispered Snugglepot. He's looking in at our bedroom window. Quick, come away. So saying, Snugglepot took Ragged Blossom by the hand and they ran and ran till they reached the garden gate. Looking behind, Snugglepot saw the shadowy form of John Dory stealing after them behind the trees. What's the matter? said Frilly as they rushed into his fins. John Dory! gasped Snugglepot. Oh, quick then! cried Frilly. Jump up! And he helped them onto the horses he was holding. Now, he said, darting out, follow me! And away they went. Looking back, Snugglepot saw two glittering eyes peering round the gate after them. 
When they had galloped through the town and out into the forest, Frilly came up to them. I'll let the horses rest now, he said. The tide is running this way and will carry us along. So they rested and went easily, floating along. Are we going far, Frilly? asked Snugglepot. Yeah, very far, answered Frilly. What a wonderful journey it was! Though it was night time, all the way was lit with phosphorence. They were riding along among the weeds on a steep hillside, and down in the deep below they could see huge fish swimming past and strange shapes floating about. Oh, isn't it gummy? said Ragged Blossom, keeping close to Snugglepot. Treetop, answered Snugglepot. Oh, what's that big noise up there? asked Ragged Blossom. Oh, that's the blowing of the whales, answered Frilly. They go up on the top to breathe. Oh, look, cried Snugglepot. Look at those great snakes right away down there. Oh, no silly, that's an octopus, said Frilly. Ah, I'm frightened, cried Ragged Blossom. Oh, don't be afraid, said Frilly. I can scent them a long way off and I know how to dodge them. Oh, what are those lovely things floating over there? Asked Ragged Blossom. Oh, those are sea comets, said Frilly. And so they went on and on, seeing most wonderful things all the way, Frilly guiding them carefully all the time and keeping them from danger. At last, the dark began to fade away and a soft green light stole about them. Now, said Frilly, you must leave the horses for we have to do some climbing. Tying the horses to a sea fan, they followed Frilly up a steep coral wall. Above their heads were beautiful curtains of seaweed, and in and out amongst them swam little golden fish, all striped with brilliant colours. Go very gently, said Frilly, as they neared the top of the wall. He was very excited and fluttered his fins and tail nervously. Ragged Blossom and Frilly were the first to reach the top. Frilly darted over. Ragged Blossom gave a cry of joy. There, almost touching her, floated a wonderful pearly white flower, and resting asleep in the middle of its petals was a tiny, pale baby. Its little hands and feet were pink, and on its little round head were fins of gold and green. It glowed in the pale green light of the morning, and Ragged Blossom and Snugglepot and Frilly made no sound, so filled with wonder were they. As they all looked, the little baby stirred, opened its blue eyes wide, and looking straight at Ragged Blossom, held out its tiny arms. Oh, Frilly, Frilly, cried Ragged Blossom. Look, it wants to come to me, oh. In her excitement, Ragged Blossom leant too far over and tumbled head first into the deep hole over which the little baby was floating. Frilly darted forward to catch her, but she fell so fast that he could not reach her. As she sank, he swam after her, trying to catch her frock in his mouth. But as they went deeper in, it grew darker, and presently it was so dark that Frilly couldn't see at all. Where are you? he called, but no answer came. And as he swam about in the dark, a strange thickness seemed to gather in the water and nearly choked him. With great difficulty, he swam up again and reached the place where he had left Snugglepod. He was gone. 
Frilly rested on the wall, panting, and looked about him. The beautiful white flower had closed its petals, and all the little golden fish were swimming round and round it faster and faster, so fast that, as the black water rose from the hole, the little fish kept it from touching the white flower. Ooh, something very terrible must be going on down there, thought Frilly. And being very brave, he dived straight down again into the black water. Down and down he swam, till at last he came to the bottom. The water cleared a little, and he could just see a great giant squid sitting, glaring at him from the door of his cavern. Frilly started with horror, for there in the dark of the cavern he saw the pale faces of Snugglepot and Ragged Blossom. What do you want? growled the giant, waving his long arms about. Frilly was so afraid that he couldn't move or speak. The giant stretched out a great arm towards him. But just as he was about to catch hold of Frilly, a huge creature dashed past and with great jaws wide open, struck the giant a mighty blow. Quick as lightning, Frilly darted into the cavern and seizing Ragged Blossom by the dress, he put his head under Snugglepot, lifting him onto his back and swam out of the cavern. The two giants were struggling and groaning and the water bubbled and foamed about them. Hold on to me, quick, said Frilly, as he panted and swam along. Slowly they went further and further away from the terrible giants, until at last they reached the top of the wall. Poor Frilly sank upon the coral as if he were dead. Snugglepot and Ragged Blossom bent over him in distress. Oh, Frilly, Frilly dear, Frilly, no, said Blossom. Oh, how brave you were. Look at you. Oh, poor Frilly. We were so heavy and you've just saved us. But Frilly soon recovered. And then they remembered the little baby. Looking around, they saw to their delight that it was still there. And the lovely white petals were opening again. And the little fish were pushing it towards them. At last, it was so near that Ragged Blossom leant forward and taking the baby gently out, clasped it safely in her arms. The little bright fish seemed to go mad with joy, for they all leapt and plunged and swam about Ragged Blossom in a wonderful way, singing, Obelia, Obelia, love she will give, long may she live, Obelia, Obelia, Obelia. So they took the little baby and mounting their horses began the homeward journey. Now, Shall we leave them and see what Cuddle Pie has been doing all this time? When the kind nut carried Cuddle Pie into his house, who do you think was sitting in his easy chair, comfortably reading a book and smoking his pipe? Why, dear old Mr. Lizard, as large as life! So utterly astonished was Mr. Lizard that he sprang high up out of his chair and knocked a hole in the ceiling. Cuddlepie ran to him with a shout of joy and hugged him. Kind Mr. Nut looked on in great surprise. Well, I'd better get something to eat and drink then, he said, and hurried out of the room. Then Cuddlepie and Mr. Lizard had a long talk, and when Cuddlepie had told his story, Mr. Lizard looked very solemn indeed. And where are Snugglepot and Ragged Blossom now? he asked. I don't know, 
said Cuddle Pie. I've lost them. Then, said Mr. Lizard, springing up again and making another hole in the ceiling, I must be off at once, this minute. Great snakes! Oh, my bullyhead! Oh, gumbalum! And with that, he dashed out of the door and was gone. At this moment, Mr. Nut came in, carrying a tray of good things to eat. Stop! he shouted to Mr. Lizard. Wait, I've some lovely cakes! And in his anxiety to stop Mr. Lizard, he jumped on his disappearing tail, wish went the tail, and over went Mr. Nut, and down went the tray full of goodies. Oh, putt-putt, said Mr. Nut, getting up and rubbing himself. What a putty-putty pity! Such nice ones, all dirty. Oh, I'll have to cook all day tomorrow now. Could I help you? asked Cuddle Pie. Oh, yes, yes, said the kind Nut. Good idea. Now we'll go to bed, and don't you worry, little chap. In the morning, Mr. Lizard will come back with news of your friends. He's a mighty clever chap, is old Mr. Lizard. So they went to bed. And Cuddle Pie was so tired that he slept soundly till the sun was high in the blue and all the city was up and dressed long since. Cuddle Pie found Mr. Nut in the kitchen, hard at work making cakes. Oh gosh, I'm sorry I'm late, said Cuddle Pie. Please, let me help. Oh dear, 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 of course, of course. Yes, said Mr. Nut, and he gave Cuddle Pie some pollen and dew to mix. It was such fun making cakes that Cuddle Pie forgot all his troubles and was quite happy. Now nuts do all their cooking with the heat of the sun, so they have to cook enough cakes and things to last over the days when there isn't any. Now Mr. Nut was a baker. Cuddle Pie was so useful all the morning that Mr. Nut said he could live with him and drive his cart round if he liked. Cuddle Pie was delighted. And Mrs. Prying Mantis, who was peeping in at the sun hole, went away and told all the neighbours that Mr. Nut had a new baker man, and how nice looking he was, and all the clever things he could do. The news went round till it came to the big, soft ears of Mrs. Bear. Now, Mrs. Bear was big and fat and very rich, and she was one of those people who liked doing things other people didn't do. So all her neighbours would say, oh, how clever, and how strange. So she thought, I'll give a big party and ask this baker boy to come and do all his tricks, and it will be the talk of the place. Next day, a large invitation card came. End of part four. You're listening to Good Stories.